At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to a special holiday edition of CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music. We want to wish all our listeners peace on earth and goodwill to all. Today we have excerpts from a couple of very popular episodes in 2017 on getting down to basics. Uh, one of them is about Cap Table 101, and the other is everything about metrics, what's important and what's not. Yes, we reviewed the nuts and bolts of getting into your getting your startup going. Everyone needs a cap table, even if the only shareholders are the founder and perhaps a partner or two. So let's listen. Let's talk cap tables. Cap tables one oh one. Okay, pretend I know nothing, which I do. (laughs) I know nothing (laughs) about cap tables. Uh, How important are they, and uh, why do startup founders need to care in the early stages? Well, it's pretty straightforward here. A cap or capitalization table is a record of the transaction concerning who owns what part of your company since you started it. Now, it's kind of an abbreviated version. The full version would be called your stock registry. That lists every single person, the number of shares of stock they bought, the amount they bought it for, the total sum they paid, date they did it from, you know, all of that stuff. A cap table um, is a, a collection of information, kind of a summary. And it will include the stock registry information that has how many uh, shares belong to the founders, how many belong to the common stockholders, how many were sold in series A or B or C. So you can see it's kind of a, a 
contraction, if you will, an abbreviation. All right. So your cap table may start with just your founder shares and those of your founding partners and so on, but they would all go under founder shares. As soon as you trade equity for investment or even advice, your cap table becomes more complex. So indeed, it's a living document that changes with every single transaction. And it's a document of the history of the equity and who owns it in your company. So besides the stock you issued, your tap table comprises the transaction. So, you know, all the sales and transfers and cancellations and conversions of debt to equity and all of those things, those are in your registers and all of that information flows to your cap table in abbreviated format again. So it'll tell you how many options are out there, but it won't list every single person who owns it. That would be a register. So you get the idea? Uh, so far, so good. Cap table, stock registry, got that. So far, so good. Okay, <laughs> stock registry, lots and lots of information and the cap table, the abbreviated version thereof, right? But it does answer, this cap table does answer all the questions about the legal claims to your company's assets, right? And that's pretty important stuff, yeah. Okay, so the first consideration when you start a company is that you must issue yourself some shares. All right. So surely your ownership as a founder is unquestioned, right? But in tax purposes and so on, you want to say who owns this company. Therefore, it all goes to you if you're a sole founder. And if not, you start splitting it up. Um, and how you split it up will tell the tax people your liabilities. So when they start earning money, that's important. If they lose money, that's important and so on. Right. So this is a tax issue. Uh, instead of starting your valuation, uh, you know, really early on and so on, which is presumably smaller. If you don't make these decisions really early on and you don't start tracking them very early on, of when you got involved, when did you actually receive your share? Some of the things that we want to think about in terms of taxes, for example, are short-term versus long-term capital gains. In the unlikely event of a water landing, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> in the unlikely event that your company sells within the first year, um, you would have short-term capital gains. You, all of that money would just flow in as regular income. But in the event that you set up your cap table really early and your registry and you allotted yourself the appropriate number of shares and then you sold your company, you might find that it was over one year. Make sure that your registry is set on the day one so that you can start counting those 365 days. Now, it's highly unlikely that your company is going to sell in one year and you will have long-term capital gains instead of short-term capital gains. That means almost everybody does. But don't be foolish. Make it right. in your first day. <laughs> okay. You get the idea. And everybody else, of course, wants their names and their dates to go in on the date that they make their investment and so on for exactly those purposes as well. Because the longer company, the more likely it is that you will sell sometime soon or go public or whatever. Okay. So um, we had some wise uh, advice from the attorney, uh, Christina Oshan, right? Uh, do you recall that, Anne? Yes, she's uh, Christine is the co-founder and managing partner of the J plus O firm in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, she was the one that pointed out that owners so sometimes forget to give themselves shares, they issue stock in the beginning. So that, that came from her. She also points out that as you begin to award equity for service, like 
for an advisor, something like that, to make the awards in, in shares, not a percentage. Because as you grow the number of shares, a given percentage will be a lot more money post-financing and probably more than you intended when you made the grants. Yes, we should spend a little bit of time uh, kind of clarifying how that works because I'm always uh, surprised by the number of people who don't quite get it. If you have a company, let's say it's got 100 shares and it's worth 100 bucks. One share is worth a buck. That's easy. But 1% is also worth a buck today. Okay, That's so you're going to give today. somebody... That's right. So you're going to give somebody 1%. Very cool. Now, if it's a non-dilutable 1% grows to a million bucks, 1% of a million bucks is significantly more than the original buck you thought you were handing out. If right. it is dilutable, it might be, it will be worth essentially seeing the 1 buck and the 10,000 you thought, you know, and so on. But nevertheless, even in dilutable, you know, things you don't want to do it by the percentage of the company. You want to give these guys 2,000 shares. And if you should turn into the Boeing company or Microsoft or Google or Yahoo and so on, and you have millions and millions and millions of shares, they still have 2,000 shares. Right. Right. Hold, right. You want shares. And the amount that the shares will be worth will be whatever you value of your stock when you go public or uh, when you sell or whatever it is. They'll still be, an, if you will, an honorable payment in kind. Okay. Um, so that, that would be the, the complexities, if you will, behind the, the differences between your shares and a percentage. So, um, you know, over a number of uh, providers, that also makes a big difference. All right. Now, managing shares has always been the bane of my existence. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I help other companies to do it as well and so on. But it is fraught with the ability to make simple errors. Right. You're taking, for example, from page one of your Excel sheet to page, you know, tab three of your Excel sheet where you've got your options listed or page two where your common stock is or, you know, the page four or whatever where your uh, preferred stock is. And somehow between capturing, you know, from this cell to that cell and governing what you've got to do, it's always fraught with error. And I've made more errors in cap tables and uh, stock registries than I care to report here. Remember, this is what the show that tells you all the mistakes we've made so you don't have to make them. Here's my hottest tip. There is something now online. Get it. Somebody found a, a problem and they solved it. And yep. it's called capshare.com. They didn't get cute with the name. They told you what they do. And I am so excited. So I'm setting up capshare.com for ourselves, uh, for our portfolio companies. Um, I have run this by our attorney, John Meyer, who's been on our show a few times before. And uh, he's pretty excited about it. You know, if this does what I think it's about to do, oh, my heavens, I'll never do it again, he said. And he charges hundreds of dollars to do this for his customers and clients, right? And I have been one of them. I'll set it up, but it's always got to get reviewed by John because I can never be sure I've got it quite right. Well, we'll come, doesn't we'll let you make mistakes. We have to take a break for our sponsors, and then we will be back with excerpts from another episode, this time on metrics, what's important and what is not. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. 
through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Today we're looking at the best of 2017. One episode was a deeper dive into metrics, way beyond the vanity metrics, clicks, and downloads, to the numbers that bring clarity to your decisions uh, around your decision making in your business. Let's take a listen. Last time, we talked about analytics. We encouraged founders to develop rigor around what metrics they would capture and how they capture them. Specifically, mm-hmm. everybody in your company needs to collect met- metrics regularly. Some, we said, require daily or even more frequent tracking. Others, often those for boards of directors, require aggregation and monthly, quarterly, and annual tracking. Who needs what, when, and where deserves your attention to be sure that your teams have the power they require to optimize your success. That's right. We also talked about how to present this data, comparing data sets over time to show what changed, and of course, to identify trends in your business operations. And then you figure out what it will cost to address those emerging trends. So why? Because if you choose the right data sets to collect, you gain invaluable insights into your next strategic moves. You can download that episode at cranberry.fm and all our other shows, of course, for free. We'll be sure to put a link to the archive on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Head over, hit the like button so we know you're out there and tell us what you'd like to hear at out at uh, CEO coach. Uh, in the meantime, though, um, we want to be able to focus on that and then get deeper into the conversation. Yes, I sure hope we converted listeners into true believers last time, but it was really just the start, wasn't it, of injecting rigor into how do you manage your startup. There is so much more, the finer points of metric that can make or break your success. For example, which factors of your data really matter? Let's talk about what you want to track. Sure, they're broad strokes like numbers of customers, sales, visitors, time on site, and what have you. 
but are they telling you what you need to know to drive your company forward? We found an article on a first round review um, from a Lloyd Tab, who's the founder of analytics platform Looker. And indeed he identified two kinds of metrics, clarity metrics and vanity metrics. We'll put the link to his interview on our Facebook page too. Tab explains that vanity metrics help make the case that you have a business concept your market responds to, whereas clarity metrics track the data that actually helps you grow your business. So while some sets of data may make you and potential investors feel good, as well as build brand awareness, the more useful metrics track activities that drive your business. So Jillian, here's how Lloyd Tab described it. Now he, he founded an analytics platform called Looker, which deals with big data sets. And he, I'm gonna quote because I wanted to get his words into get it in his words. Vanity metrics are surface level metrics. They're often large me- measures like numbers of downloads that impress you others. Use them to initiate partnerships and gain a following. So To paraphrase, it's not bad, they just have a limited use. Clarity metrics, he says, are operational metrics like the number of minutes a day your product actually gets used or how long it took for a user to get service. These are the hidden gears, he says, that drive growth. So you can use them to solidify your competitive advantage. He further cautions that confusing the two can spell disaster for your company. Companies can get so enamored with vanity metrics that they fail to build a viable business strategy. Uh, we've never seen that happen, have we, Jillian? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> except again and again and again. Yeah, yes. and again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, he recommends seeking proxies, which I thought was an interesting way to look at it, that better predict behavior over time so you can make better business decisions that drive real growth. Yes, so here we should add business decisions that drive revenue. Right. Rising revenue is a key indicator of growth, unless, of course, your costs are rising faster, which is why you need to track those too. Looking deeper into metrics that bring clarity about your business performance means finding those proxies tab talks about to identify predictive behavior. An example that he gave was in a car sharing business. The number of riders per month would be the vanity metric. On the other hand, zeroing in on the first act of service, in this case, tracking pickup times, will tell you two things. One, if your service is improving, i.e. the number of minutes riders have to wait for a car decreases. And two, whether customers will use your service again, because if they have to wait a long time, they're not gonna use it again. That's how Clarity Metrics can predict your business activity and alert you to what adjustments you need to make. Another clear example of the difference in value of your data sets is measuring the success of ads. You know, simply counting clicks is not enough. What did your visitors do next? Did they depart or convert? You know, volumes have been written about attribution and conversion metrics for years. The effort, as our friend Avinash Kaushak at Google says, is to be less wrong. We need to take another break for our sponsors. When we come back, we'll have some tips on the metrics you should be tracking for your business in 2018. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. 
We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to a special holiday edition of the Best of CEO Coach. Today we are reviewing the best shows of 2017. Here are top tips for metrics for your business. We have some tips from Lloyd Tab, a founder of the big data analytics platform Looker. You can find him at looker.com. And uh, we're going to share kind of our top tips. So, Anne, what's your top tip, your number one top okay. tip? Okay, my today? number one top tip is to choose the data you measure that is right for your purpose. In other words, Vanity metrics can attract interest and even investment, while clarity metrics will point the way forward for your business. Know the difference and know when to use each. I would agree. That is the top tip, understanding the difference in the kinds of metrics you'll track. So that's a really good one. I'd say mine would be to find the appropriate business factors to measure to get to those clarity metrics. Look for proxies in your data that indicate that customer or uh, customer service delivery behaviors and so on. Look for trends in such proxies. Um, looking for trends in such proxies will serve to predict Right. So in other words, when you see X happens, we know that Y is about to happen. That's what you're looking for. You don't just want to see what did happen. You want to see the triggers that make things go up or down. When you find the trigger, that's what we're looking for. That's your proxy. And that kind of leads into my third tip, which is organizing your data all your data sets into an event stream over time because that will predict customer user behavior and highlight failures that need fixing. If you allow your data to remain each in its little silos, the separate transaction sheets, and you don't have it um, coalesced into a, an event stream, you're going to lose a lot of really valuable uh, connective tissue in in your decision making. 
So, I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that one. And um, for example, if you looked at something like a development uh, uh, thing, if you say, all right, when we take more uh, team members and put them on development, R&D, to make the new thing, we don't have sufficient number of people on maintenance. When we don't have sufficient people on maintenance, we cannot proactively uh, you know, prevent, if you will, a downtime. And when our downtime increases by just you know, one-tenth of one percent, we start to lose customers. And when we get churn, we get bad reviews that indicate that it's a great product, but it's not always there when I need it. And then suddenly we have a lower amount of newer customers. You get the idea? It's the event stream, one to the next. And there's kind of nothing that marketing can do uh, to mediate this over the long term. Over the short term, you might still be able to sign up new people and, and, I don't know, increase the ad spends and things like that. But you want to track these things in context. So I think that was quite brilliant, Anne. That was the piece we were looking for, event streams give you context. So I think we have a bonus tip today uh, as, as we, and well, I'm going to get you to go for it because you were talking about it. Report, present your data in the manner in which whoever's receiving it can use it best. Now, I said that kind of clumsily, so clean it up. <laughs> okay, so uh, cleaning up that one, but but you are quite right. You want to present your data in ways that the recipient can use it. In other words, the minutia of the data that you collect at the department level is useful for the department. The minutia of data aggregated over time and put into context this event stream will be useful to customer service departments, engineering departments, R&D departments, and certainly the finance department as well. Once you have aggregated, each department can then pull it. And once each department aggregates, the board can use it. The board really can't look at minutia of data over days or even weeks. Quarterly, semi-annual, and annual data, and year-over-year data is the kind of stuff that's required at the board level to make decisions over time. But garbage in, garbage out. So start at the very base department level. Every individual must start thinking more strategically, and this is how you help them do it. That's it for this holiday edition of the Best of CEO Coach. We'd like to wish all our listeners a glorious holiday season, and as always, thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for another great year of support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page, CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 